This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. Uh, and who, sir, uh, with the nice sweater and the, and the nice bright <laughs> Raps hat are you? It's my first Raptors hat I ever bought. I'm your producer. I'm Matt Duncan, Fred. The season's over. We took the under and we won. How are you doing? Huh. <laughs> I absolutely didn't take the under. The season is also not over. Um, the regular season's over. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I feel like um, we'll, we'll get to it. And we got the whole off season to mourn a bunch of stuff that, uh, <laughs> you know, I was incorrect on and, and that sort of thing. But uh First, uh, sort of a little bit of scheduling news, uh, if you want to hit everybody with it. Yeah, so we're in our 10th season of the Confederacy of Dunks, and we will be switching to bi-weekly as soon as the Raptors are eliminated. We will wrap up the season. Uh, if they do not make it through the play-in this week, then we will have our like last episode of Season 10, and we'll be continuing on bi-weekly for the summer until October. So that's just a little scheduling change that we're having there. And just one thing that I've added to the podcatchers, I finally started adding chapters in the show notes. So for each Mm. segment, you can now click to a segment if you just want to get a quick 15 in or something or skip ahead to the NBA, whatever you want to do. I've started to put the chapters in, so check those out in the notes. And I'll just remind everyone again, we also put links to our guests and stuff in there. Uh, I put a link to Graham's new comedy special, so make sure to check that out. And yeah, yeah, just have fun in those show notes, guys. <laughs> Matt, you whimsical, <laughs> efficient bastard. Um, I uh, I don't deserve you. You're the best in the game. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're a Raptors NBA podcast. We're with Raptors Republic. Uh, we're, we're going on a year now, so I'm not exactly sure of the date when we started, but I, th- I think it's about a year. Yeah, yeah mid-April. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's uh, fire up this uh, th- this pod. But uh, you know, r- like uh, I guess it's going to come out a day before the uh, Raptors Bulls playing game. Um, yeah, let's bring on the guests. So, uh, guest number one, uh, she's done this podcast once before. Uh, I think uh, you know a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she also recently just uh, was the first official guest on me and Catherine's WNBA pod, uh, the pickup a WNBA pod. Um, she stepped in for me, which was, uh, was an honor and, um, yeah, great episode and obviously so much going on in, uh, uh, NCAA, uh, w- women's basketball and yeah, the WNBA is uh, on the rise. So make sure you check out that pod, uh, and, and thank you, uh, in advance before I bring you on. Um, but yeah, she's an amazing improviser, uh, Raptors personality. Uh, you probably know about her if you're, if you're online talking Raptors, um, but Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Chelsea Late. Oh, I don't know. Your song had like bubbles. <laughs> Little. Ooh, there we go. This is good. This is good. It's like a Zelda waiting room. Oh, yeah. Go there. Now it's Some something beat, else. Yeah. Beat drops. Um, how are you? Thank you for doing this. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. And and again, yeah. Face to face. Thanks for doing the, uh, the WNBA pod. Appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. I was so honored to be the first official guest. Yeah. Well, wow. it was, was honored to have you. And I feel like, yeah, you and Catherine had some great chemistry and good times. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, could talk about women's hoops for a very long time. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a good time. It's only getting better. Yeah, and happy draft day. Well, not when they're listening to this, but while we're recording it, it's WNBA draft day. So happy draft day. Yeah, happy draft day to you too. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go in a in a. Well, we'll bring in the next guest, but then after that, it's going to be. I don't know. I guess I don't want to say grim, but like a little. We're going to take a down note because we don't know how happy to be about the Raptors, but. Uh, yeah, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. Uh, he's done this pod a, a bunch. He's hilarious. Uh, you know, one of those people that I end up talking Raptors ball with. Um, just anyways, off the pod. Uh, incredible stand-up. Uh, uh, he's on tour right now. I'm not sure where he is. I should have asked. Uh, but uh, he'll let you know. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Graham K. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Seinfeld if if like Soviet Poland made a a, a Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That uh, yeah. That's like that's both a deep cut and that really hits. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. dude, thanks for doing the pod. Thanks for having me back. It's a, a pleasure uh, to be here for this moratorium. Yeah, really. Um okay, let's let's get into it. Uh Maddie, um you know, for those who've been listening uh, for the past couple months, all our uh, all our audio stuff is Weird Al based now. So that's just who we are. Uh, Maddie, give me your best uh, Weird Al Raptors sting. Me and spending all my life living in a Raptors paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Graham's face. If you're watching on YouTube. Set it all. Trust in Maasai. Trust in Maasai. Yeah. Um, Is that chat GPT or whatever? <laughs> no, it's the real deal. It's an older version. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? This it really is. is. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is yeah. so many yeah. drafts before we got to chat yeah. GPT. <laughs> mumble uh, GPT. Yeah, this is like AI mumble core. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's uh, let's start with you, Graham. Um, and yeah, just sort of, I'm going to just throw it out there. I feel like a lot of people are feeling this, uh, like, what are you looking forward to? Uh, it's Raptors bowls, uh, on, on Wednesday, uh, in, in, in the play in and, you know, like, what do you care about? Uh, you know, in regards to this game and if, if we are still in, in the playoffs, uh, or if we make the playoffs like this pod, our, our next episode is probably going to come like game three or something of, mm-hmm. of the bucks, but that's mm-hmm. jumping way too far ahead. So just like sort of, yeah, starting from the bulls and I guess potentially wherever, wherever we go, like, yeah. Like what, what are you excited about? What do you care about? Uh, in a, in a name, Ron Harper, Jr. Uh, I want to see if he can bring us sure. to the promised land. Yeah. Um, no, I think the only thing that really this whole season is about, Scotty Barnes development for him. And it's just, he's such a competitive guy, you know, uh, he seems to only come on in the fourth quarter. And I wonder if uh, a a playoff atmosphere game will be, he'll treat it like a giant fourth quarter. Like I think if he has like a huge game, I think my life going forward will be better. My future will be better. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he has a bad game, then part of me is going to be like, our future stinks. Uh, we 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 played in Tampa for no reason, right? Um, obviously, it's not that dire. He could just have a bad game, and he's still going to be great next year. But I'm just really excited to see how how he performs and if he can dominate. Um, yeah, I think I think we can beat them. I mm-hmm. think obviously Demar is going to go nuts, but we know as Raptors fans that. DeMar can also crumble mm-hmm. under pressure and under playoff defense. So yeah, I think, I think I'm excited. I'm honestly excited. I don't care. I'm glad we're in the play in. I'm glad there's something exciting happening. I want us to make the playoffs and I, I want to, I want to see a first round. I think it, it'll be exciting. And I, I know that we're inconsistent, but I think that, you know, if we have a, a good couple play in games, 
get our confidence up, I think that there's a good chance that, you know, we could win a couple games in the first round. And I'm, I'm happy with that. That's kind of what I expected from the outset of the season. Anyway, I picked the under, by the way. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you won some dough. Um, that about sums up where I'm coming from as well. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple points. I just want to reiterate first. Let me start with Scotty. Uh, so uh, just looked up as you were talking in 32 minutes before he rolled his ankle on Joel Embiid, Scotty had 15 points, eight assists, and 10 rebounds. Yeah, I think. Um, So that that was his, like, we saw competitive playoff Scotty in his rookie year for a pretty short time, and it was absolutely wonderful. So uh, to that point, I think, I mean, I want to see a lot of the players in a high leverage situations or in a situation, you know, for different reasons. But I think. If you're someone who is is not interested in the core, not interested in Masai and Nick, whatever, I think you still, and I'm not saying that's you, but you still have Scotty, right? So this is Scotty could just be, you know, the season could be over and it could be like, okay, we'll see Scotty in five months. Yeah. And we'll be talking about the jump shots he hits with no defenders, you know, at pro am games and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, right? Like, like that's where that's where we're right about to go there. Where, yeah. where, where nothing really matters. So I think it is pretty cool to have this game where it, it, it matters. Like, you know, you know, does Scotty wilt? You know, does Scotty like have a horrible game? What does that mean? Um, or does Scotty crush it and kind of like, yeah, it's fourth quarter the whole time. Um, I think that is huge. Uh, also, to your point, um, I, I'm I'm excited too, right? I I love Raptors basketball, and it's nice to see more. I think so, he's a he's he's a his game is built for the playoffs. I don't think you know jump shooters can wilt in in the playoffs, and I think his game is so like sort of like short little jump hooks. He can he can score whenever he wants. So I think I don't know. I think if he wants to play well, he can. If they sort of let if Nick Nurse lets him. Yeah, uh, I have high expectations, and I think he's the type of person where if there's any off switch on defense, it's mm. going to get turned on in the playoffs, and it's going to stay on. Yeah. Um, and you know, to the last thing I want to touch on before before we go to Chelsea here is uh, out of all of the teams that you know just fully expose the Raptors, they move the ball, they can hit shots, they got a like a Luca or or whomever who can kind of just pick us apart. <laughs> the Bulls are not that team. Uh, they don't have that yeah. player. And I think a lot of our scramble defense can bother the hell out of them. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little more worried about like Trey Young and the Hawks if we get there mm-hmm. and a little less worried about um, the Heat because the Heat also don't really have that player. Even though Jimmy Butler's incredible, it's not really that sort of like just dissect your defense. Uh, anyways, I don't want to take all the points away. Chelsea, same question to you. You know, what are you excited about? What do you care about uh, in regards to the play-in and, and beyond, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with both of you and Scotty Barnes and that being like a main story point of this game and a main like factor about the future of this team. And I think on that note, kind of flipping it a little bit, I think this game might be the last opportunity we get to see a lot of our our favorite guys going out there Mm -hmm. as Raptors. So I'm excited to see like how they come out, if there's fight. I really want them to have like a good fight. I really want, you know, that core of players to like, get out there and fight a couple last times um, and just like really put like, I'm not like saying that they're all going to be gone, but like mm-hmm. there's the odds of a couple of them go- going in the off season are pretty high. So yeah. I want to see, you know, a good game from some of those guys that might be going and, you know, a good game from the guys that we might, you know, bet on going into next year. There's a chance that we're betting on Gary Trent jr. There's a chance that we're betting on some of these other guys. So I would like to see them, show what the future could look like, say, if we're missing, you know, a Fred Van Vliet or an OG and an OB kind of thing Mm -hmm. going forward. I want to see that, you know, the future is in somewhat, you know, good hands as we head into the future of maybe a different core, maybe a different coaching staff. So it's going to be a weird summer slash next year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really think that especially people who are big fans of this core. I think they should just enjoy the fact that they're playing together right now. And hopefully they really, they bring that fight. Yeah. Well said. And I think like, you know, it it makes sense that we bring up Scotty first, but 
Let me sort of just ask you this as well, Chelsea. Like, mm-hmm. so of the people who sort of have like a, let's say like plausible, you know, deniability, right? Like, so, uh, yeah, Pascal really struggled in, in the bubble playoffs with, with the Celtics. And he was pretty good last year uh, against the Sixers. He sort of like, he got what he wanted. He was awesome. Um, obviously, it wasn't enough. But uh, last year in, in, in Philly, um, Fred's hip was done. He's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Trent started the playoffs with like a horrible flu and mm-hmm. sort of got healthy around game three. Mm-hmm. And OG was playing with a broken finger. So of those three kind of plausible deniability guys, I know that's not the right term for this, but yeah. you know what I mean? the guys that have like an sort of an excuse for last year, yeah. who do you expect to, you know, kind of like, like who are you expecting out of those three are going to like show out as far as like, you know, putting that pressure on Masai, Bobby to be like, okay, well, you know what, maybe, you know, we got to see them in a really competitive scenario. Maybe we should, we should prioritize having them a part of the core. Yeah. Um, I think based on what I've seen of him, Gary Trent Jr. might be that guy. Um, he is like prone to coming out and having these really big games when there's a little bit of pressure. And when, you mm-hmm. know, the storyline is really good, you know, he always plays well against say like Minnesota. He um, is one of those guys who can just literally go off and score 30 plus points and mm-hmm. get hot. And I think he's really, um, I'm blanking on the word, but he's due. Oh, that's that's sort of thing. He's due for a game like Mm -hmm. that. And especially going into this off season where the Raptors are going to be debating his future and he's going to be trying to like impress the league and say, you know, here I am. And I'm, you know, at the age now where I can really make an impact on a team, whether it's the Raptors or somebody else, I think it's, probably in his best interest to come out and play a really strong game and have an impact because, you know, he's I think 24, 25 now. And, you know, he's getting to the point where he's going to have to step up and I think he's capable of it. So, and he's one of those players too, that when he gets hot, he gets really hot. So um, I, I hope he is feeling up to it. Cause like you said, last year he had that flu and I think by the end he ended up getting over it and showing, you know, having a couple good games near the Mm -hmm. end, but, um, and he's shown really great streaks this year of what he's capable of. So I really hope that, you know, I like him as a player and I hope whether it's with the Raptors or somewhere else that he finds like a good spot and that he's, you know, the, the player that he wants to be. Cause when he shows up, he's, he's great. Yeah, and to, and to your point, as far as like you know those big narrative matchups, like he's been good against the Bucks. Actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm and you know, glad he like got some run in the last game of the season. Seemed yeah. like you know he was injured for a while, and then he came back, and he he was rusty. He was the mm-hmm. opposite of when he's hot. <laughs> and, yeah. And they they were having to pull him, and then there was the last game of the season. Nothing mattered. It was a perfect opportunity for him to get some shots up, and yeah. he was like. The old Gary Trent. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Gary Trent, right? Yes. Yeah. Sarah. If you halfway through, I was like, "Are we not?" Uh oh. <laughs> You're like, "Shit." Um, 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 shit. You know. I was dreaming again. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. No. And 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 we'll you know I'll be talking about this sort of all summer, but um, or at least until um, you know July first or whatever. But uh, you know, putting OG aside for a second, um, because this isn't really going to affect his money. Uh, this game is going to affect Fred and Gary's paychecks this summer with whomever they sign with Um, probably more than like, it's like this game is like, I don't know, like how many regular season games is one high leverage playoff game. It's probably like 30. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like like, so many more eyes on it. So if, you know, Fred's had those games where, you know, he'll come out and he goes one for 12 from three or something. So if he has, if he goes one for 12 from three, in this game and the Raptors lose, that could be like a, that could be like a $10 million difference in his contract. You know, you know what I mean? Cause I think teams are going to be like, Oh, wait a second. They're like, Holy shit. Like, is this what we want? You know, Raptors included. And I think the same goes for Gary. Right. Um, so in, in that sense, I think it's really, I'm really excited. I mean, you know, I'm even excited for guys like precious where it's like, yeah, you've struggled all year or whatever, but it's like, you're going to get some minutes in this game. Probably mm-hmm. like yep. you will get to play. So like, will, what will you, will you be like cool end of the year last year, precious, or are you going to like dribble it off your foot or something? You know what I mean? Like this is, 
yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, anyways, yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love very competitive basketball. And I think the longer I've been an NBA fan, the more I've graded like, Oh, right. The summer league's a thing and the preseason's a thing. And also the regular season's important, but really the playoffs sort of, they tell you a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to you, Chelsea on, on question two. Uh, and this is, I'm, this is me loading my opinion onto the question, which I try not to do that much, but straight up, did Nick nurse quit on the team? Um, uh, and, and not just with those comments, like sort of like see if you can, you know, consolidate or not consolidate, but see if you can kind of like, like come at it from like the whole season arc and thinking about how Nick's talked about players and, and all, all things considered, you know, yeah. Is that an overreaction to, for me to, for me to suggest that? I don't think it's an overreaction. I think, you know, and I mean, we're at the point now, especially in a season like the Raptors have had, and we saw it during the Tampa season that like, as soon as anybody makes a comment, people are going to run with it forever, like playing for what happened. And then we're still talking about it now. Right. So I feel like no matter what, any narrative that's coming out of the season is going to be over-exaggerated, but it's also to the point where, you know, like he said, it's 10 years and a lot of people will reevaluate where their life is they'll Mm -hmm. think about stuff like that and you know the raptors had a very weird like turning point i feel like i feel like we're all feeling it and so you know it's not an exaggeration to say that maybe he's over it and maybe he's ready for the next opportunity and now he's made a name for himself in the nba as a very strong coach and the reality is like as much as we don't want to say it sometimes there is a lot of like bias towards like American teams and the Raptors sometimes get like the the bad end of the stick in that perspective because people don't always take them as seriously as they would some American teams who are at the Mm -hmm. same level um so you know it's there's a lot of factors to put into it I do think that Nick you know likes the franchise I think that he has a good relationship with the front office I think you know that's evidence in the way that they talk about each other. The fact that he's the Canada basketball coach, all of these other factors. Um, so I kind of go back and forth every day about whether or not he's going to quit um, or whether or not they're going to, you know, move on from him. But I don't know. I, every day I get a little bit closer to the perspective of maybe it is time for change. Maybe it would be a good way to shake it up, but I definitely do agree with the people who say, okay, either we need to change up the core or we need to change up the the coaching staff and see what happens in the next year. Because I think we've had two kind of very mediocre seasons after a terrible season. Um, and I think people are going to start getting really tired of the same narratives of, okay, this team is good, but they're not great. So that's probably a factor too. And nobody likes to lose and nobody likes to be mediocre. So that's probably a factor for him as well, especially when you win the championship in your first season and then kind of just like slowly go downhill after that. But it's, it's, it's a lot to, to factor, but his comments were a little surprising, I think um, just as they progressed. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a couple points. I'll, 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 I'm going to send it to Graham first, but just to like sort of add to the kind of like like Nick Nurse's his comments. Like I, I can't remember a coach in recent memory saying it's been a good run before <laughs> the season was over. Yeah, uh, that to me is like you know it's been a good run. It's like you're still running though. Yeah. Um, you're going into the playoffs. Now. You're literally, and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not, yeah. So you're not just like at a, you're at like the pivotal moment. And then to sort of gaslight reporters and be like, oh, you want to talk about this? It's like, dude, um, you fully brought this up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a, a, a big thing that's sort of, uh, you know, important to, for me, anyways, to think about like when you're, when you're thinking about a head coach. There's the number crunchers and there's the assistant coaches and the player development people. The head coach is the main media conduit. It's Mm -hmm. a massive part of their job. They speak to reporters more than the GM. Mm -hmm. Um, So like their message there, they really control the narrative of the team. Um, And uh, yeah, so, so that's like, 
so all that to say, it's like that, like, you know, this is a very media savvy media trained person mm-hmm. inserting that into the conversation. Um, and yeah, sure. You can backpedal, but like, that is a, that is a very deliberate choice. Um, and even if it's like you let your guard down and that's what happened, it's like, well, then that's still something to, to think about. And, you know, to your point about the U S it's a, it's, you know, you, you can never get too far away from that as a, as a Raptor fan. Right. It, first of all, we have like our, our previous traumas about it. You know, it, it's true. I have American family. It, it's like, when when a Torontonian's like, oh, like they hate us, I always want to say like it's worse. They don't care. Like they really don't care. And yeah. it's like it's it's not. No one actively hates Canada. No one actively hates Toronto. We we frankly are like like quite irrelevant to most conversations happening happening in the states. And that's why I mean, us having our own confidence is important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the messiah, I believe, in Toronto. Like, that's, like, been such a positive part of this era. And, you know, not going for that, like, American, you know, acceptance has been really huge, right? But, you know, yeah, like, uh, Nurse got his NBA start, I think, with the with the Vipers in Houston um, and, and won some G League titles there. So there's a lot of history there. Uh, I know I'm just jumping toward to the rumors, right? But, you know, Houston's already let go of their coach. Going to get a top draft pick. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of those rumors check out to me. You never know. I mean, maybe this is like 3D chess kind of um, contract negotiation. Mm -hmm. But to say like it's been a good run, it's like, whoa, you're playing like you have like, like like if you're playing Hold'em, you just got like a two and a three offsuit. And you're yeah. like all in. Um, so I, I don't know. It's a yeah, wild play to me. Yeah. It's just, and it also like, just to speak to, I've been in that room a couple of times, you know, like in the media room and it, like, I've seen the progression from like mid season to the end of the season. And like, by like the last time I was there, people were like, not to say over it, but like, there was a different vibe. Like the vibe is very weird. And like, you can feel it when they lose, you can feel it when they win. Like, and I wouldn't be surprised if that just kind of like got to him for a second, because like, when you think about it, he's the one who talks to the team before and after the game, every single game, win or lose, having to answer all these questions, all this stuff. And after a couple bad seasons, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just kind of a moment of like, being over it you know but that's mm-hmm. just like a guessing game and i mean this is what you know we talk yeah. about it's mostly just speculation but you know yeah seems yeah. burnt out they both yeah on, on each other mm-hmm. i feel like if you went up to your spouse of 10 years and you were like you know been a good run <laughs> um it's been 10 years you know you always reevaluate after 10 years um you know We'll see where it goes. It's like, we have dinner tonight. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's such a funny way of putting it. You're probably going to break up with me, dude. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. honestly, we have dinner tonight. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. But, yeah, so where where are you at, Graham, on as far as, like, do you think he quit on the team? Um, I don't think he quit. I mean, I think, I think, I don't think in his mind's eye he quit. I don't think that, I don't think he quit. I think he's burnt out. I think they're burnt out. I think they're burnt out on his message. I, I don't like the idea of switching coaches. I love consistency. I love Mm -hmm. management and coaches. Like, I love like heat culture and spurs and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I think, I think for, um, I don't know. Consistency is an advantage you can create when you have a disadvantage of being in Canada. But I think that for this particular situation, I do think that for whatever, I mean, most people pick Toronto to do a lot better this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of players that are up for free agency that were, you know, like that people were throwing around wild trade rumors for our players. Like they're highly regarded. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I think a lot of it is we didn't have a center. But even if we did have Jakob Pertl in the beginning, we'd still only be like a, you know, a 48-win team, you know, 50-win team maybe. It's not like we'd be blowing the barn doors off. I, I just think that, I don't know, we should be better. 
than we are. And I don't, I don't think we can afford to have a fire sale of all our players. And I think it's just, I think he is burnt out and I think they're burnt out on the message. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. Did you have some Chelsea? No, I just, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Burnout is, yeah, very evident, especially when you get to the end of the season, but even mid season, Mm -hmm. they were all kind of like, well, and we were like, well, it's January, so yeah. He kind of always looks like his car just got towed, you know. <laughs> like, just like, ah, oh. Christ! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great analogy. But he's like, he just seems like now he doesn't need. He's just like, it got towed again, of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, fuck it, you know. And yeah, his his rental got towed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what happens here. It gets towed. I knew it. <laughs> he just looks at the tow truck driver. Hey, we've had a good run, eh? <laughs> um, hey, man. But Dude. yeah, I mean, burnout, I think it's like a really, I love that framing because, uh, you know, bring some kind of like humanity to it. And, you know, even my, my, my question is like, did he quit? It's like such a, like a sportsy, you know, that's such a like sports zeitgeist question that kind of like has some emptiness to it, but bur- burnout to me makes more sense. And um, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's uh, 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 the, 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 like to your point, Graham, like there, there were a lot of value with this team and, and I too am on the consistency uh point of things right like i think that sometimes you know like like i never want to go back to being this place that was rifling through coaches and rifling through players i think particularly in toronto yeah you know fans that are like you know scrap all this you know like it's it's about uh all these young players it's like i think they forget about just how much of a trash fire um, or, or, you know, a uh, uh, tire fire. It was oh for God. a long time. And, and that was a big part of it. Right. It's like, or they're too young to remember or that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But it's Most like, people are too young. I, I just the like 2000 and like four era of my life with this team was so sad. And it, it's like, I have I have a Jorge Garbosa bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, that wasn't even a bad year, man. It was a 47 yeah. win team. But yeah. Third but grade, I mean, yeah, three yeah, times. We were pumped. We were pumped. <laughs> it's, a, it's a one of our best years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Third grade yeah. was great that year, guys. What's that? <laughs> I said third grade was great that year. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what was I? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was already 41. 20. Yeah, yeah, second year out of college was pretty good. Yeah, I, was, I think I think I was 19. Um, no, I was, but, no, I was in my last year of university. Right. I, uh, yeah, bright future ahead of me, anyway. Yeah, but, um, sorry, did you have something, Graham? No, no, I was just thinking about my mistakes in my life. But everything. <laughs> yeah. This is a good time to do that, I guess. Right? Yeah. But like, yeah, just to sort of, you know, summarize this a little bit, like, or, or add this on, I, I feel like I'm someone who, you know, generally been anti tank. And I, I think sort of a c- consistency and like, you know, being this team where, you know, I have all these like trauma memories of every player that came here was, was trying to put up shots so they could get money and get out. And you know, it was just Toronto was like Ford will help us. Yeah, right. It's like Toronto was like the this place where it's just like awesome. I'm American. I don't care about this place. Uh I uh there's something called Crave. Um, used to HBO. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's like all this shit, right? Like and Tracy McGrady literally left because he turned on uh Canadian Sports Center and there was curling. (laughs) And yeah he, he right decided he's like i'm out yeah right he's, I like, am I'm out. Not, he's like he's like i love scotty's tissues but i'm still out um I, yeah. but but like yeah like uh and you know listen 
uh, I'll, I'll always offer this warning sign. If you are a burn it down type person, right? So like, you know, the rumors are, yeah, nurse wants to go back to, to Houston, uh, whatever. Uh, I just like my, my warning to you is always Scotty's not from Toronto. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's from Florida and guess what? He'd rather be there than here. So uh, you, you, if you're, if you're as good, if he's as good as you think he is, you know, be warned, right? Like, you know, it's starting with Luca, uh, you know, there's the Zion stuff. Like when you are not one of the, the, the five glamor markets, which is the New York's and Miami, in my opinion, and I don't know if there's anyone that I'm missing. You have a very different strategic game to play and it, it's hard. So, um, but yeah, anyways, let's uh, let's talk some NBA. Um, Maddie, gonna get you to pop in here, uh, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. Just kidding, it's another Weird Al sting. Uh, Maddie, give me your 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 loudest, best, weirdest Weird Al NBA sting. This is Adam Silver Hunt. Yeah. Bobby Huge, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a dying. That one sounds like the robot's dying. Yeah, it's stroke GPT. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can afford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough, man. Yeah, that's an expensive website, I can tell. Um, but, uh, okay, you know, it's good that you brought in uh, the Adam Silver sting because uh he he's been telling us like i don't give a shit if you want it or not i'm bringing in this playing tournament like, <laughs> like the first time he brought it up people were like get out of here he's like okay cool next yeah. meeting he's just like play in tournament and people are like why do you keep saying this and he's like there's gonna be a play in tournament so we got one um uh we are not a we are we are in north america uh and you know chelsea i know you follow the WNBA. Uh, me and Catherine always make fun of the commissioner's cup because no one cares. Um, they truly do not care. Uh, the, when the players are interviewed, they barely know it's a thing. Um, the extra money hasn't really made a difference. Uh, and maybe it's an advertising thing and the NBA has this super budget and they're going to make it work. Um, but regardless it's happening. Um, I'm just going to very quickly sort of, the, the overall thing is there's um, the league's going to be divided into six pools of five teams apiece. Um, there's going to be designated days inserted in the earlier part of the season. Uh, the winner of each of the six pools is going to advance. Um, the semifinals and finals are going to be at a neutral site like Vegas or something. Uh, the winners of the tournament are going to get $500,000 each, which obviously is a wild amount of money. Um, but if you, if you're not an NBA two way contract guy or a role player, it, it's, it's not that wild. Um, and yeah, it's going to be worked into the NBA schedule. The championship game will represent an 83rd game. So actually an extra game, uh, for those teams. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about this, uh, a ton more, but I want to use this question as sort of like a, a jumping point for like, you know, yeah, it's your job. Adam Silver is just like, I'm not leaving your house until you draft a play-in tournament. Uh, sell me on it. And so one that the players are going to care about. Uh, Maddie, we're going to start with you. Give me your play-in tournament and, and tell me why players care. Okay, I think I might have been confused by this. I thought it was to get them excited about the play-in for the playoffs. Was that not the question? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I can start with someone the, else buying some time. The, well, I mean, or, or you know what? I can I can put my know? answers toward this because I tried to keep okay. it real. Um, I think that the winner of the play-in should we should open up another round in draft picks, and they should get an extra pick, so like a third round pick. They should get in the next draft. And the other thing I was thinking of was it would affect the schedule for next year. The winner, so there's this year there were about 13 back-to-back games for each team. That was the average. Some teams got 12, some teams got 15. The winner will be guaranteed to have the minimum of that. 
So okay, some some schedules. Little sort of stuff. little yeah, a little less because we know those back to backs are real tough on these players. So <laughs> you, you give them a little bit more rest throughout the season, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Hey, the, that works, and you know it's probably on me a little bit. I, I think even in this question, I've been calling it the play in tournament. It's the in season tournament. So that's oh, confusing. that's it. Yeah, my bad. Um, but in season tournament, uh, yeah. So. Uh, okay, that's cool. Giving them, uh, you know, a more preferred schedule. So there's like legit promise stuff, an extra pick in the second round, a 61st pick or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm I'm, I'm down with that. Um, uh, let me go to you, Graham. How do you, how do you sell this in-season tournament to the players and yeah, I guess the fans? Um, free plane rides uh, for your Instagram models. To meet you at any town you want. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, that's probably a thing. Yeah. And you get to keep the air miles points Whoa. for the models they come in. Wow. Okay. I feel like you're you're working for air miles now, but still, this is like there's some there's some strategy there. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's gonna work. I met one of those ladies once, uh, and she was like, "Yeah." It's, pretty good i get flown around they pay for it uh, and like are you like a, are you like a working uh, uh you know and uh she was like no uh, they just fly me around i was like i was like is it fun she's like yeah I'm like okay well good cool um yeah but uh anyway that i think would be good for them they they'd like that um there might be some pushback from the wives or whatever um or maybe not Pardon me? Or maybe not. Maybe they're like, this makes it, you know, more transparent, easy, like it's better for yeah. everybody. I like Andre Karolenko's wife was like, I give him one a year and I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> He's gonna do it anyway. Hey. She got pushed back for that. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Andre Karolenko's wife, you know, like listen, yeah. I'm pro open dialogue, right? It, you know. And uh, so that would be one. And then also I just think money, money talks. I just think you just have to, and I, I don't think future draft, I think future draft picks and schedule is good. I like the schedule one, but I think a lot of the players on the team, they don't know if they're going to be there the next year. They don't care about draft picks for this franchise. They're, right. you know, trying to get their money and what they can get out of their, their, this season. I think just throw a bunch of money at these people, but then, 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 then what's going to happen is people are going to like, not they're going to try and get out of the playoffs so they can be in the, I think you have, if you have that this much money to be raised to be raising uh, the salary cap each year, I think you can pay the players more for. You know what I think? I think the top eight. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I just think more money for the winners, more money for the winners, and more money for the playoff teams to make the playoffs. You make more money if you're in the playoffs. A little bit less money for the the play in tournament winners. Um, yeah. I think that's the only way. I, I, I just essentially, I think there should be less games in this season and no plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the in season tournament sort of is, is sort of like crashing up against this, this idea of like, you know, the people who want it, who want, you know, less games and like, you know, as far as the money, I mean, that's a big part of, like, why there are 82 games, right? So that's how the contracts work. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I sort of brought this up originally, but I think, you know, if you're Jeff Doughton, $500,000, like, that's pretty big. Uh, if you're Pascal Siakam, I don't know. Is it is it that big? Uh, so I think I don't know how they're going to do that exactly. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're Pascal Siakam, you're like, I'm playing for Jeff Doughton or like that. There's a dynamic there. Um, but as far as I mean, like all the all stars, right, they all get a bunch more money for that. Um, and, it, you know, that doesn't really do too much. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, we're just just sort of spitballing here. Chelsea, how do you make the in-season tournament a thing that the players care about? Here's my thing. And I'm going to go kind of opposite of what Graham is saying. But. As someone who has watched this play out in the WNBA, first of all, I just have to say it's kind of sad that each player in the NBA will get the same amount as the entire team gets in the WNBA. Like, mm-hmm. 
first of all, that's messed mm. up. Yep. <laughs> the second part of that is that we were talking about this at some point near the All-Star game where someone brought up the good point that like money doesn't motivate NBA players anymore like it used to. Like these people are getting like millions and millions and millions thrown at them. The top level, you know, there's always going to be the like two-way guys and the rookies yep. or whatever who it matters to them. But the people who are going to be playing in these games predominantly – the money doesn't matter to them anymore. So it's not really a way to motivate them. And then you think about this game that like, and I would have to read more into it to see if it really counts towards like their playoff standing or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like to make them play more for just like a little bit of money that they don't really care about, like they're not going to care. So my idea here is to say the people who win the play, like the in season tournament, either get some sort of like time off they get like you know a couple games added to their score i think there should be some sort of incentive where like if you win the play-in tournament and you're also in say like the top two or three seeds by the time playoff comes you get like a extra couple days off like these guys i think want time off more than they want money Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i feel like because when you think about the all-star game like it's kind of just become a joke now for people they don't care about the money they care about like the clout that comes with being an Mm all-star but they don't care about going and making money so i think they need to incentivize them with like time off or like you know games won or something like that like the winning team gets like an extra game on their record or like because that when you come down to playoff time like that matters like the the game balance really matters Mm mm-hmm so if you play this whole play like in season tournament and then you get say like one or two games added to your record that could like boost you into the the top seed or whatever boost you from right. the play in tournament into the playoffs. <laughs> so I feel like that's really going to be the way to like motivate them because you throw money at these guys and they don't care. They have they're driving, you know, Jaguars and wearing yeah. Canada Goose and all of these random things, right? Like money doesn't matter anymore when you're like the Fred Van Vliet's and the Pascal Siakam's of it all. So it's hard to motivate them with money. What about this? I just had an idea. I think you're right, by the way. But I, what about we, you just, the league stays on top of the executives and just finds them because the whole point of the play in tournament is to prevent the middle chunk from tanking. Mm -hmm. So why not just, find the executives, keep it the way, go back to the way it used to be. Cause the players are going to want to win. They're going to want to at least put up numbers for their next contract. No one's like intentionally playing bad. It's the executives and the coaches that sit people mm-hmm. and tank cause they want to get a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just find everybody like all the executives, all yeah. the, pow- the people in power. Why are we like, why are we, why are we like trying to mess with the employees when it's the managers? Problem? True. Also, I'm, I'm down with that. Another idea that just popped into my head it too was instead of taking that money and putting it into the players, which I guess makes sense because they're the one playing it, but like the winning team gets like extra cap space. Like you put that money into their cap. I don't know how that would work. But th- oh, that's but- something like because because then that means it's like you could negotiate more whatever. Like th- that means like, oh, their home team. Sorry if I interrupted, but no, yeah, no, like no, they no, could you're give good. a bigger raise. Yeah, like that. Like if it that's it's affecting the cap is like a big deal but also i feel like if you really want to add stakes like that's pretty significant because mm-hmm. then you have that extra cash you can like sign a superstar you could do whatever like that kind of gives you more room to wiggle with it i get that it's not directly impacting some of the players who might not be there the next year but i don't know i feel like it's a little bit of a reason to because then you have guys like friend van vliet or whatever where we're like the numbers aren't going to work out well maybe if you right. had more cap space it would work <clears throat> out you know so yeah well, yeah, to, to your point, like if every whatever um, like play in game gave the extra million dollars in cap space, that could be like, I don't know what the number is. I know Blake Murphy sort of like put it out where it's like I'm, I'm sort of making this up, but it, there's some kind of it's somewhere around, I think, like sixty eight million dollars or something between Fred resigning Fred Gary yak and bringing in our like whatever it is 12th 13th or 14th overall pick like that's like roughly the the amount of money we had and it's like what if that 68 got pushed to like 75 through the course of like some play-in wins all of a sudden you're gary and you're like i can get more money here and you're and it gives the team leverage Mm -hmm. i think i really like that idea 
You guys fixed it. Yeah. Okay. Adam, Adam Silver, call me up, and then I'll call Kathy, and we'll get the whole WNBA thing situated too. Just yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, so, we're gonna we're solve gonna, all this shit. You will I have think a group that meeting. Is a good solution, but also the air miles thing. Just but the same. Also that, the air miles thing. And I I mean my my idea was basically like give them more home games. Mm-hmm. Uh, like each time you win a play-in game, it it's like you a home uh, an away game changes. Like the team you're playing, you're playing for like a like like let's say you play the Raptors play Atlanta, and it was like Atlanta had you know whatever the split was. It's like it's like that game you steal a home game, so it's like mm. it's like you get another home game. But mm. uh, the cap space thing's pretty great. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up with the last question here, um, which is uh, yeah, ju- I'll start with you, Chelsea. Just mm-hmm. sort of plainly. Um, Let's like, you know, I guess not worry about the play in teams uh, mm-hmm. or the one and two seeds. So, yeah, no Bucks, no uh, Grizzlies, no Celtics, no Nuggets. Okay. But of the six playoff series we know about, um, which series are you the most excited for? Yeah, it's the, the Suns and the Clippers playing each other, right? Yes. That's yeah. the one that I'm picking um, because it's very interesting. They're both teams who had high expectations, didn't really live up to the type of expectations. And then you also have the fact that like KD made a huge deal to go to the Suns. And like the fact that like potentially could get kicked out in the first round is like low key hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like a KD hater or anything. I just like, mm-hmm. you know, the chaos of it all. So I think, yeah. and I also think it's going to be a really good competitive series. I think that both teams have a lot of talent. They have a lot of big like name talent. Um, and you also have a lot of guys on those teams that are like itching to win again, or either for the first time, you know, you have Chris Paul, you have uh, Kawhi, you have, you know, all those people and they're always in the narrative. Right. So I'm excited to see that series. I'm very excited to see how it plays out. I'm very excited to see who gets out of it. Um, so that'll be a good matchup. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty solid pick. Um, and you know, I'm not sure what the health status of PG is, but he's out for the the first round for sure. Oh, okay. So that's, that's that a sucks. massive blow All right. that um, done. to to the Clippers. Um, yeah. Norm Powell playoff time. Let's go. Norm Powell, get it. <laughs> um, what about what, what about you, Graham? Is that also? Uh, yeah, sorry, I said six playoff series, but there's actually only four. Better. Yeah, because yeah, sure. we haven't figured out. I, I yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they don't have the the plane terminal finished yet. But anyway, the yeah, I was I was gonna pick that one too because mm-hmm. it's two teams that could win the finals. But PG is out. Mm-hmm. I just checked that. I knew he hurt himself, his knee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he said on his podcast that he was recently that he's like, you know, working six days a week and he he's feeling better, but he's probably definitely out for the first round. And it's like how it's just an example of how how bad players are being a GM. Like how good would they be with with like with SGA? <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's like legit a better player than Paul George, just straight up. Mm-hmm. And and they'd have all their draft picks. They Gallinari might not be hurt. He'd be you know making some swishes. But I I think what I'm excited for uh, as someone who lives in New York is the Knicks versus Cleveland. I think this is going yeah. to be a rivalry going forward. I think it's like a super 90s bloodbath, old school basketball, like hand checking, a lot of trash talk. MSG is going to go, is going to be nuts. It's going to be awesome. Um, and just because this city, this this city loves this version of the Knicks. They love, they love, yeah. they are, they play they play like, like the like the like the Starks, Anthony Mason, Knicks, like Latrell Sprewell, like eight years later, Knicks, like they they're like, you know, scrappy and weird, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of underdogs. They're like half castoffs, all of them. So, yeah, um, and then Cleveland is just awesome. They're just, I mean, uh, they're, yeah. And Mitchell is like my favorite player in the NBA. I love him. So I'm excited for that series. And the fact that, uh, you know, some big narratives, right? So the fact that New York so aggressively 
tried to like tamper and get Mitchell and then Mitchell gets to go be yeah. playing the MSG, right? That's going to be pretty huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the and, guy that instead of him is like doing better, maybe like better for that team anyway. Worked out mm-hmm. better. Yeah. It's Brunson's awesome. been amazing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Cleveland got really injured uh, by the end of last year. So, you know, it should be exciting for them. Um, and New York had that run two years ago. Uh, so yeah, it should, it should be really fun. That was my pick, but my, my, my backup pick, I think really is, is, is warriors Kings. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone expects that to go, you know, the warriors way, which is fair, but I feel like, uh, every, yeah. anything and everything that the Kings do, that's yeah. like any game they win, like I think is going to make it juicy and it's going to be some yeah. good offense. Um, and then I'll just say, just throw a bone to it's just funny to me that uh ben simmons is like even if he's not playing it's going to be uh, up, against, <laughs> up against philly like, that's yeah, just yeah. good shit like a rubik's cube yeah you know? like like whatever ha- happens there in any way is is funny and good and yeah. good tv and it's good and playing against brooklyn is funny yeah uh, but uh, I also think Brooklyn, you know, I, I, I don't expect too much of them, but yeah. I also feel like no one really knows what to do with them like or how to scout mm-hmm. them. And uh, Philly has had a uh, propensity to, to, to mess shit up. So mm-hmm. I think that that will be interesting as well. Yeah. Also, like the fact, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that we could get a Memphis LA Lakers series where the Memphis Grizzlies are the higher seed is I'm loving it. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. I love the narrative. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. And then also when the Raptors uh, make it to the eighth and there's like a, we believe the Warriors sing and it's like Giannis, like can't beat us. And like, that's weird. Um, that's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think that that about does it for the pod. Uh, thank you both so much. Um, and thanks to everyone, the support all year and, the comments and everything. Um, Matt, Maddie, let's bring you in to, to wrap this baby up. But uh, first, let me go to you, Graham. Uh, yeah. Give us the plugs. Like, like, where are you? Where are you performing next? Um, we're going to link the album, but yeah, let, uh, let people know what's going down. Yeah. Well, um, I don't have any Canadian dates coming up, but I am going to be headlining Zany's Chicago uh, in a couple of days in, on Wednesday. And then I'm going to be doing a Milwaukee comedy club. So I'll see, uh, we'll see how the bucks are doing. I'll do some uh, field reporting for you and get back Please. to you there. And, uh, but the main thing, the main thing I need you guys to do is to check out my comedy special and follow me on Instagram. If you do those two things, I'll love you forever. Uh, Mr. Graham K on uh, Instagram spelt like the cracker K A Y. Uh, and my new comedy special lot Graham K live in a bowling alley. It is right here. Uh, if you're looking on YouTube, I got my little poster behind. Oh, Very yeah. proud of it. And, um, I think you're going to like it and it's free. So just, you know, check it out. And if you don't like it, uh, leave an awful comment and turn it off. Sure. Yeah. Um, people do that. Uh, people are like that. Um, but congrats. Uh, Mostly great comments though. I have to say, I'm very proud of the ratio of, uh, like saying nice things to unnecessarily homophobic comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. You know, that's always nice. Yeah. Um, well, thanks dude. Uh, Chelsea, what's up? Um, what, what do you want to let people know? Yeah. Um, in terms of comedy stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at the oh, wrong way. The name here, I can't mm-hmm. even point right there. Um, I post most of my shows on Instagram. So if you want to come out, if you're in Toronto, want to come see some improv, uh, you can hit me there. And then in terms of basketball stuff, um, the Raptors may be ending, but the WNBA is just beginning, which yeah. is so exciting. So I'm writing for um, Winsider this year and a couple other places. So you can check me out on Twitter um, and follow Winsider and all those cool places because we got some really fun WNBA coverage coming. And especially because the game is coming up, the WNBA game in Toronto. So it's going to be a fun summer of that. So you can catch all of those things. Hell yeah. Thanks. Um, appreciate it. And, uh, and Matty D take it away. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. If you watch the segments we put up on YouTube, please go over to a podcatcher of your choice and listen to the full episode there. 
and then give us some ratings, give us some likes, well, all that stuff. That'd be great. RaptorsRepublic.com. As always, click on the guest names in the show notes. I will take you to their socials and whatever specials and stuff that they are promoting. And uh, yeah, again, we got chapters in there now, so you can kind of move around a little bit in the episodes on the podcatchers. And that's it. Yeah, we'll be back next week. And then we'll be, you know, once the Raptors are done, we'll be switching to bi-weekly. So. Maddie D, if you think we're ready to, we're all done here. Give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. 